0: Come on, let's get in. That. Here I am. Am I working? We're good. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Chucky Live. It's Monday, it's January 22nd. The rain has stopped the rain has stopped it was pouring today and we, we southern california crazy storm crazy winter storm that uh totally forgot about and i thought it was just going to be the weekend and then i woke up this morning it was raining then it stopped and then it started pouring like like an hour and a half ago but it seems to have let up so hey no rain there's always you know you always get kind of worried southern california can't really handle rain so you know Sometimes you get worried like, oh, is the power going to go out? Something going to happen? Who knows? But hey, we're good. We're good. Anyways, guys. How we doing? How are we doing? How's it going, guys? Let's see who's out there. How we doing today? We got Ryan right here. How's it going, buddy? How you doing? Good to see you. We got Mr. Nobody right here. We got Mr. Fear Jason. Good to see you. Uh, Who else we got? We got Reign of Superman across the Superverse. Yeah, okay. I don't think that's going to happen. Not anytime soon. Aquaman. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what we're going to talk about when it comes to the box office, right? Game City Savior. Hey, Dave, I don't get it. Why geeks and gamers always talking about the gay agenda, but at the same time, these guys don't like girls in movies. That's a good point. (laughs) You know what? I mean, that's that's kind of like a, a an interesting way to look at it. I don't know. Like, I mean, I get they have their old stick, you know, and, you know, I would even gladly welcome any one of those guys onto the vodka stream because I'm all about open discussion, even if I, you know, with people that I don't fully agree with everything. And I know their whole shtick is a certain kind of like, OK, we go hard over here. But, uh, you know, I you know, I think I actually I think a couple of. Well, my follow and we follow each other to be honest. So, but I know it's like, um, it's like one of those touchy kind of things. But I mean, I would gladly just be like, hey, let's have a conversation when it comes to all this nerdy stuff and, and whatever the hell. But, uh, you know, that is, it is, you bring up a, a, a funny thing right there. But, you know, yeah. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we sh- should have a vodka stream one of these times. I don't know. But I know they do a stream uh on friday as well too so they probably don't want to they want to stream with somebody a little like me right i don't know who knows anyways what's going on axel what up dave and chat i won't be here for long since i'm seeing my partner today okay interesting you said partner so i'm like okay i don't know if you mean like okay is it okay well i won't ask questions there axel it's fine it's good. It's good. What's going on, Eric? Eighties action music, Dave, with aviators, black leather jacket, and a machine gun, schooling the T one thousands. I like that. You know, what's kind of funny is like um, when it comes to, you know, what I I because I have Sling TV. I, I've been using Sling TV. When it comes to um watching football mainly you know i got the red zone on there you know it was was fairly cheap and i was like all right cool but obviously the football season's ending so i'm probably gonna just cancel that because it's like i don't need regular tv but one of the channels that i watch frequently is comet tv and you know mainly for just old you know x files mainly you know they they play x files at night so pretty much when i get done here i put on x files on there, And then I make my dinner and do all my stuff before I go to bed. But I've noticed like on the weekends and certain times I'll put on these like crazy B-roll movies. And I enjoy them because they're so bad. Like I watched one last night called Giant Piranha or Mega Piranha. That's what it was called. It was made like 13 years ago. And it's just kind of funny when I see these B-roll movies because, you know, they'll have, like, the the cliche kind of stuff, you know, and and just certain things. I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm talking about that right here when you're talking about the night. It's not 80s, but I don't know. I was just, like, my head went to that direction right there. So, But, you know, when, when it comes to, like, music and all that kind of stuff, and it's like they try to emulate certain things, but it really is really, really bad when it comes to some of these B-roll movies. But there's a whole market for it. That's what fascinates me about the B-roll action crazy movie market is the fact that there is there is a market and they keep a, they, they've been making these ridiculous b-roll movies for so long you know and i'm like god damn how do these movies get made but and it's like the stories oh somebody if, if this was with the right director an actual studio these stories could be cool but no i mean these these movies are made with like a what Probably like a $500,000 budget, but, you know, what could he do? Anyways, this music reminds me of Batman and Robin Adventures game. Ooh, there you go. I like that. There you go. What's going on, Phil? Good to see you, buddy. Ahoy, ahoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie. Always great to see you, my friend. Always great to see you. We got Skate and Geek Out. What's going on, man? Good to see you. All right. And let's see who else we got here. Anybody else knew? Oh yeah, there's Max right there. Hey Dave, what up? Uh, I thought, uh, I thought, I thought on the Elseworlds movie. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to watch Elseworlds movie. So yeah, well, I mean, technically Joker and the Batman is going to be Elseworlds, but when it comes to the Superman movie, eh, I just don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it when we get into the to the topic. So it's like it, it's it's just kind of funny. It's like oh, I forgot about that. Did anybody else just kind of, like, forget about it? I forgot about it. <laughs> I totally forgot about, oh, yeah, there's, like, this one movie that's like that, that's that been in development for how long? It's going to be produced by J.J. Abram, Abrams. So it's like, all right, well, James Gunn, I see what you're doing. Okay, well, we'll, we'll talk about it when we, get, when we get into the subject of that. So uh, let's see. Now that I think of it, it kind of do bear a passing resemblance of Kyle Reese there you go hey no i would not you know kyle reese is great yes it is watch it watch it young squire okay watch that movie watch the first one the sequels you know obviously they're not as good but watch the first crow movie okay do yourself a favor and if you don't like it you're not ever coming back on the vodka stream just kidding all right we got ben everts here Good to see you, buddy. What's going on? What's going on, man? So hopefully you guys had a good weekend. Uh, I had a pretty, like, relaxed weekend and everything because, you know, just had a like, yeah, just let's just chill. I've been doing, you know, anytime you, like, have a weekend where you could just stay at home and chill, it's great. And watch some playoff football. Man, the playoffs. Holy Lord. It's uh, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy playoffs. And you know, I think the right teams probably won you know even though I was going for Buffalo and I was going for Tampa Bay. <laughs> I was going for Buffalo and I was going for Tampa Bay, but because I like Baker Mayfield, he's a goofy motherfucker and I like goofy guys and you know he's very goofy and I was like, ah maybe you could pull this off, but he didn't. Um, so but you know, good for the Lions uh, Kansas City, I mean we're just we're kind of just kind of getting sick of Kansas City always winning and then the whole Taylor Swift thing yeah you know and i'm just kind of wondering like jason kelsey brother of of uh of travis kelsey you know he uh he he made an he 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 outshined taylor swift and i love that if you watched the game last night jason kelsey outshined miss miss kelsey which was you know taylor swift because he decided to i'm gonna remove my shirt even though it's like negative four degrees outside and I'm going to just be I'm going to I'm going to go all Bert Kreischer and just be like, let's pound beers. Ah, I wonder how fucked up he got last night. He probably got pretty trashed. He probably got pretty trashed, but great playoff games. And yeah, just kind of chilling. And, you know, uh, I posted a new video segment over the weekend or, you know, yesterday, I should say. And, uh, you know, something I'm going to start doing. I don't know how frequently I'm going to start doing it, but hopefully, hey, I got a new subscriber right there. That's cool. Um, But, uh, yeah, I posted a new segment where I'm going to be just talking about movies and talking about facts. Talking about facts about making those movies. And I did it on Superman 78. I figured that would be a perfect way to start it. So if you haven't watched that yet, do yourself a favor, watch it. And, uh, you know, learn some facts about what went into the making of Superman 78. And, uh, you know, it's just something I thought about. I was like, you know what? I want to start doing something like that, you know, because past movies and movies that we all love, it's interesting to know what went into the making of it. And it's not like there hasn't been articles and videos that have talked about all the stuff. But, you know, I try to put my unique spin on it. Try to put my, you know, my humor into it and the way I talk about it and all that stuff. So I figured I was like, you know what, I'm going to start doing that. And it was a lot of fun to make, you know, it was like interesting how like, you know, I had to figure out the process of doing it, you know, and that's one of the things as being like a YouTuber is like, okay, you want to like do something different. All right, let me try to do something like that. And, you know, and I thought, cool. And I will be, I mean, I think I'm going to tackle at first, I'm going to tackle the superhero genre When it comes to some of these movies. But then I'll veer off because I don't want to just do the superhero genre. But I'll like start off with the superhero genre. Like I think Batman 89 might be the next one right there. But then of course there's the sequels to Superman and everything. So, you know, um, I'm going to do all that. And yeah, so look forward to more of those videos. I thought it was a lot of fun to make. And, uh, you know, really just dive into all, all that. Oh, do I have my favorite fan right there? Fabian. Doing his... uh, Oh, he's added. He's added... Okay, he's added another hashtag, guys. Watch out. He's added another hashtag. So we got Restore the Snyderverse, Fire James Gunn, Boycott Superman Legacy, and Make Man of Steel 2 with Cavill. That's a new one. Well, there you go. I like it. All right, cool. You you got a new... We got a new hashtag, everybody. Make M-O-S-2 with Cavill. So if you're trying to wonder, like, what the newest hashtags are when it comes to all this. That's the newest one. So, I mean, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about a lot of Superman stuff like that, but that's the newest one. I didn't know that that, that was out there. You know, I, I always try to ask some of these guys, like, what's the latest hashtag? Because it seems like every other week there's a new hashtag when it comes to all of this stuff and uh, eh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, hey, uh, hopefully Fabian is going to be watching Argyle. Argyle coming out soon. Support Henry Cavill when it comes to that, because that is his new movie. Hopefully you'll be, you know, tweeting about that and talking about that. Like, hey, go watch Argyle, you know. It's Henry Cavill. We've got to support him, and I want to support him, and, you know, I'm going to see that movie, so hopefully you will, too. So if we support Cavill, maybe they'll get that Man of Steel, too, as well, but, you know, we'll see what happens, but uh, also thank you uh, to, oh, uh, let me do that right here. We got Untold right here, being that member. Thank you for uh, being a member. What's going on, man? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. That super it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, Phil. You know, I just thought it was kind of fun. I mean, like I said, you know, you just kind of just go, you find the information, you hope it's legit, you know. And I, I didn't get every little bit of information because I wanted to keep it to you know a certain amount. But you know, it was uh, it was fun. It was definitely fun. It was fun to make that. It was definitely fun to make that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on doing those. Uh, those, uh, videos, because, you know, it's just, you know, because I always talk about the latest news, and doing all this, and I love doing this, and, but, you know, but you want to, like, take a break, that's why I, like, I love that when I do, uh, DC Fanimated with Scott, you know, it's not talking about current stuff, it's just talking about past stuff, you know, it's fun to talk about past stuff, so, but yeah, I'll be doing more of those, so, Anyways, all right, I've been rambling way too much at the start of this. Let's uh, let's see what's going on in the world here. Let's go uh, to some tweets that I've picked out. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's plenty to talk about when it comes to things that have happened in this past week. And, you know, obviously we're all very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, The first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, this right here when it came to, well, when it came to... Good old Deadpool 3. Oh, boy. Look at that image right there. What? Should I be showing this image? I don't know. But, you know, Deadpool Updates posted this on, you know, three days ago, and it hasn't gotten taken down. I don't think Marvel Studios actually gives a shit because one of the benefits about Marvel Studios is the fact that they don't copyright... Unless it's something very, very like, hey, we don't want people to know that. But Marvel Studios utilizes the social media game and the leak game. And here we go right here. We have an image right here, a promo image, promotional art of Deadpool and Wolverine. And yes, Hugh Jackman wearing the full-on costume, of course, with the claws out and also with the mask on that we've already seen. We've already seen that mask and it's right there. And come on, this movie. I mean, I've, I've, I've said, I'll said it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It just seems like this movie is going to save kind of save the MCU because the MCU has been struggling a little bit. This movie is definitely going to, it's definitely going to, going to save some, some universe stuff. And yeah, I just absolutely like, I love this image right here. And I'm like, cool. How much more are we going to get and can't wait. And he's got the white eyes, too. I mean, you have to do the white eyes, right? You have to do the white eyes with the Wolverine mask. You can't just have Deadpool have the white eyes and not have Wolverine have the white eyes. You know, you have to have that. So I love that. So it's. Just, I can't wait for the marketing. I mean, the marketing's technically already started, but I can't wait for more. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be absolutely insane. When it comes to uh, when it comes to that movie, man, I tell you, woo Movie's gonna do wonders. It's gonna do wonders. All right, let's see here. I wanted to talk about something that I, that's actually current next. If I could find it, there it is, right here. All right, so Netflix, Scott Stuber. Uh oh, did you guys see this right here? Scott Stuber, in a shocker, Scott Stuber is leaving Netflix, chairman of Netflix film since 2017. He will be leaving in March to start his own media company. Oh, my God. So we should we start freaking out? Well, not really. But one of the things that, uh, you know, that had me kind of worried when it came to this Big supporter of Zach and of course everything that he is doing with, with Netflix. And I did not think that this guy was actually going to actually exit this, but I mean, obviously, when you like, when you see that he's like, all right, he's actually going to venture off and do his own thing, it's like, okay, maybe it's not as bad because initially, when you see that headline, you go, ah, what the hell? What does this mean for everything? And what the hell's going on with Netflix? Well, when it comes to Netflix, from what I've gathered from what I've heard is the fact that he obviously Scott Stuber was always about the films. He was always about the films when it came to Netflix and maybe it got a little too crazy because obviously the pandemic, they're like, let's throw money at whatever. Now when it comes to Netflix, Netflix is probably going to scale it back from what I've heard from what I've been told is like, they'll, they'll probably most likely scale it back a little bit when it comes to the films because those cost more and they're gonna really focus on more of the uh, series. More of the series, but yeah. I think we'll be I think it's going to be OK. It's I mean, like when I when I saw this and a lot of people saw this when, you know, it was like, OK, well, Scott Stuber obviously is a big supporter of Zack Snyder and what he's doing on Netflix. I don't think it's going to affect that. I think it's going to still be OK. Everything's going to be OK with that. Even Zack on Vero, somebody asked again if the uh, Army of the Dead lost Vegas. Is that still is it dead or is it not? Pardon the pun, I guess. But uh, he said, no, it's still not dead. So I think they're still going to move forward with that. This has been in the works for some time. That's what the article says. As rumors are rampant that he had a different philosophy than Netflix toppers. See, that's the thing. It seems like Scott Stuber was like, hey, let's do that. It just reminds me of like Jason Kyler a little bit. But the fact of the matter is there's always a board. There's a board of people. I don't know if they sit in those rotating evil, Doctor Evil chairs. I don't know, and they just show up on screens, like in the Avengers. I don't know what happens, but it's like it, there's always like who who are these people like on the top that that all these other people have to report to. Are they just like a fucking Legion of Doom? What's going on here? I I, I just don't get it, but. Yeah, it's like, but apparently it's like, all right. Well, if you don't want to do what I want to do, I'm gonna do my own thing. So that's what he's doing right here. So, whose prime focus was always been to uh, premium movies, but not everything's gonna be premium on fucking streaming. But they compare it to what's going on in Apple TV with Napoleon and Killers of the Flower Moon and all that stuff. But that's the thing. It's like when it comes to these streaming services, I mean. Let's face it. Amazon and Apple are always going to have a leg up on the competition because they can afford even though like streaming when it comes to Amazon and Apple might not always be profitable and there might not be a cash flow. But I would say that they always have, you know, Apple has Apple products. And obviously they're always selling those products. Amazon is Amazon. So they can always like afford to pump in more money to these productions, you know? So, but Netflix doesn't have that. They're just strictly going on subscriptions, you know? So anyway, so Scott Stuber out. He's going to be out in a, well, in two months, I guess you could say. So pretty interesting, pretty interesting. We'll see okay, and then now I want to, like, just as a Batman fan and people tag me on this video right here, this is pretty cool, and I even was like, hey, Matt Reeves, can we uh, can we get some of this right here? Did you guys see this? Never thought Joker skiing down a hill and Batman chasing him would go so hard. Have you seen this video? So freaking cool. I'm going to go ahead and mute that because I don't know if it's going to be copyright." But apparently the some people and this is what I love. This is why you love the Internet. But we got the Joker on skis and we got Batman. We got Batman, of course, on. Uh, we got Batman on a, on a snowboard right here. And I thought that was just really cool. A lot of, you know, a couple people tagged me on this and it was like, yes, yes. So I figured I'd show you guys. It's like, oh, if you guys saw that, you know, I was like, geez, that's pretty sweet right there. You gotta love that. And you also gotta love this Daredevil. And we talked about this a little bit on the Vodka stream on Friday. I mean, let's face it, when it comes to the MCU and them bringing in the Netflix shows, specifically Daredevil, I haven't watched Echo yet. I will get to it one of these days. But, you know, we were all worried about Dare- Daredevil and and its connection to the MCU. Well, I mean, we're this is a big huge W right here because Philip Silver, Sil- Silvera who was the stunt and fight coordinator on Netflix's Daredevil is returning for Daredevil Born Again. Yes. Thank God. W. It seems like when it comes to the MCU and bringing in like I said Daredevil, I mean, obviously when they brought him in for you know his uh, episode when it came to She Hulk. I you know I I thought it was fine. Charlie Cox I, I I loved that guy, and I think we all do. He's a very likable dude. And even though like when it came to that, it, it very much they MCU'd him. They did MCU him with his whole walk of shame and everything like that. They gave him the gold costume and whatever. But uh, you know when it when it when it comes to this whole universe, this separate part of the universe that was very much adult we were very worried about how it was going to be coming in but luckily it just seems like okay kevin feige and the people at marvel studios like we we can't change anything we can't lighten this up we got to keep it as adult as possible i'm not saying that they're going to go full on netflix but I think they were really trying to water it down and try to make it as family friendly as possible. But it's like, you can't do it. You just can't do it. So it looks like for sure that it's not going to be like that. And they're just trying to get everything involved. And then, of course, they scaled down. It went from like 18 episodes to like 13 episodes or something. And even Vincent D'Onofrio said, oh, yeah, when they came up with the decision that, oh, yeah, we're not going to we're going to connect it to everything that uh, was happening in Netflix. And it was like, good. Please, please do so. Please do so. Because I think we're all we were all just a little freaked out when it came to all this right here. So so good. So freaking good. So we're we're glad for that. We're glad for that. Alright. Let me see here. What do I want to, want to talk about next? Well, we could talk a little bit about Zach Snyder right here. What we got a reunion right here. We got a little reunion. Oh, boy. Did I lose internet? I think we're good. Okay, I think we're good. I thought everything was, like, moving slowly right here. So, if you, if there's a little glitch in the matrix when it came to uh, this right here. Are we good? Oh, man, I don't know. Did I? Like I said, we had a storm. Just making sure. Okay, the playback. Are we good? Uh-oh. Now we're good. I think we're good. Okay. Are we good? Or maybe my internet's just acting a little slow. Okay, just make it sure. Like, again, California can't handle rain and everything. Okay, I think we're good. I don't know if we're good. The playback is not looking good. Uh-oh. Yeah, there's a glitch, right? There's a little bit of a glitch happening, but I think we're good now. All right, we had a glitch. We had a glitch in the Matrix. Okay, okay, I think we're... I think we should be good now. Okay, okay, we're good now. Had a little glitch right here, but... All right. You know why? Because, you know, we had too much awesomeness when it came to this image that I'm showing you right now. This image of Zack Snyder and Kevin Costner. What? That's right. This is... Uh, and Anthony Hopkins, also in the background. So we have, like, three goats right here. That's what messed up the Internet. I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened. You know, and Zach posted this right here because he won an award. That's right. So not only did he like have this right here, but yes, he won an award when it came to let me go ahead and translate the joy awards. And he had to go like, oh, you know, obviously, uh, what, what was it like Dubai or something like that? I don't know. He says this is an honor. Thank you to the e- 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 excellency and everything like that. But then, of course, we have Zack Snyder doing some Zack Snyder slow-mo awesomeness when it comes to his joy award right here look at that don't drop it zach oh he's got it he's got it he's good he's fine but yeah pretty cool stuff right there see even zach can do the slow-mo stuff when he's in front of the camera the joe coy awards shut up (laughs) yeah so, hey, Zach won an award. And there's like a whole video, of course, when he accepted the award and everything like that. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. But, yeah, he shared that right there and uh, put that on Vero. So congratulations to Zach Snyder. And then, of course, you know, great image when it came to him and Kem- Kevin Costner, his Jonathan, his Jonathan. All right. What else we got here? Got that. All right. We'll talk about that. All right. Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, boy. Some people took this out of context a little bit. But Jesse Eisenberg, of course, was at Sundance this past weekend. He's got a new movie with Kieran Culkin that he's uh, promoting when it comes to the film festival that was being showed right there. And naturally, because, well, I mean, it's variety. It's, it's people interviewing these actors We have a new Lex Luthor that's going to be coming out. uh, That's going to be coming out, of course, in Superman Legacy, which is Nicholas Holt. So what does Jesse Eisenberg have to say or what advice does Jesse Eisenberg have to give Nicholas Holt? And here's the advice right here.
1: Any advice for the person
0: who will next play Lex Luthor in the reimagined DC universe? Yeah, don't watch me. (laughs) <laughs> oh come on! It wasn't really. I'd probably give that advice. Yeah. Don't watch me, which was like the main thing that people focused on when it comes to that, especially people who do not like his Lex Luthor. So they were doing that, and when headlines were out there, it was just that was the main thing: was don't watch me, don't watch me. But you have to hear the entire quote. Hear the entire quote yeah, yeah okay. i would say that yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. next guy playing amadeus
1: yeah don't yeah, do yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Just don't laughs> you feel watch connected me? to that character very much
0: yeah whenever you play a role you feel connected to it because there's really no way around it if you give over your like emotional experience to a fictional thing sure you have this weird pavlovian response to it so of course anytime you do anything even
1: if it looks like a movie that's like a you know uh, what is it called like a hollywood kind of thing you know sure. it's still you, know, yeah. you feel all those things do you think that's something you'll flex about in front of your kids one day having played lex Luthor?
0: Uh, I can tell you right now, my child's not going to be interested. In that. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to this, it's like, yeah, make it your own. He's like, yeah, yeah, don't watch me or even previous. Don't watch Gene Hackman. Don't watch m- Rosenbaum. You know, don't watch these guys, you know, don't watch that. You know, make it your own kind of thing. So, of course, naturally, people were making to be like, oh, yeah, not even Jesse Eisenberg likes his own portrayal of Lex Luthor. It's like, no, I don't think that's it. I think he was just kind of just like, yeah, don't watch him do your own thing. Nicholas Holt, do your own thing. And I think that's good advice, to be honest, because let's face it, I mean, Nicholas Holt won't even be the last Lex Luthor that we see in live action. We're going to see another one. I mean, I mean, we got John Cryer, who's been the recent Lex Luthor, and then there's been another Lex Luthor when it comes to Superman and Lois. I can't remember the actor's name right now off the top of my head, but... Yeah, it's like, don't watch. C- come up with your own thing. You know, if you know the character and you're going to research the character and look at the source material, which is, of course, the comic books, and you're going to take your own. You know, oh, OK, so how can I make this unique to the story? Hey, you can make it. And I know I know and I get it. People did not like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. But I think for what Zack Snyder wanted in BVS, and how he manipulated and everything and was a more modern day, you know, more of like a birthright Lex Luthor, I think he actually did a very good job. I don't think he was criticizing I mean, maybe he was a little bit criticizing his portrayal of it because he's he seems like one of those actors that kind of goes like, Eh, I don't like to watch myself and sometimes I get you know, I I remember like recently, like a few weeks ago or it was a little bit ago where he said that he kind of gets anxiety when it comes to his, like, you know, certain roles when it, and, and everything like that. And he's an interesting, you know, and a little bit of a weird dude. Maybe he was a little bit criticizing it, but I think for the most part, he was just kind of going like, hey, don't watch what I did. Do your own thing. To me, that's good advice. I don't know how you guys feel, but I think that's good advice. I think that's good advice, to be honest. He's right. Good advice, right? Good advice. I'm glad you guys, you know, some of you guys agree right there. So, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, guys. When it comes to this right here. Oh, we're getting another Jurassic World. What? I thought this franchise was going to take a break for a little bit, but apparently not. Because Universal is deep into development of an all-new Jurassic World. Did I say all-nude? I might have said that. Maybe that's a way to sell the movie if you say all-nude. Well, technically, the dinosaurs don't wear any clothing, so it is all-nude. But yes, Jurassic World movie. But this time, it's going to be directed, or not directed, but written by David Goep. Who, of course, did the original. He wrote the original. So, a little light at the end of that Jurassic Tunnel right there. But yeah, this was one of the big things that happened today when it came to movie news. So now the question is, who is returning? Chris Pratt? Bryce Dallas Howard? Jeff Goldblum? I mean, it seemed like Jurassic World Dominion was supposed to be that okay we're bringing all the worlds together and like holy crap but didn't quite work even though it made over a billion dollars it's weird because that movie that sequel made over a billion, it made over a billion dollars yet people are just don't really talk about it anymore you know for being a billion dollar movie they don't really talk about that because i think when it came to them trying to bring the OGs and of course the new Gs together, it didn't quite work like people were hoping it were, would work. I don't know. So, who knows? Sam Neill is going to come back? I don't know. But at least we got the writer. He's a good writer. We'll see what happens though, man. I don't know. Just seems like let's give that franchise a break a little bit, huh? Can we give that franchise a break? Just a little bit, maybe? I don't know. You don't think they're, yeah. Full frontal, yeah. Full frontal dinosaurs happening. I mean, let's face it, I don't know. Anytime I've watched a Jurassic Park, I haven't seen any, uh, you know, things dangling from them. Anyways, all right. Is that all I wanted to talk about? No, that's not all I wanted to talk about uh, because we had a couple other things. Well, Let's see here. Well, there was one thing that I wanted to talk about uh, when it came to a sequel. When it came to a sequel to a, a movie, because we've all been anxiously waiting for a sequel to this movie right here. And, you know, I mean. We'll see what happens, and it's been in development hell forever, but, uh, yeah, that's right, guys. We're going to finally get to see... Tren! Trithrian! Tren? Trithrian? What? I don't know what that means. Why the fuck would you make the O a three? It doesn't make sense. What are you doing here? Oh, my God. You have potential to make a great third movie because I don't care what anybody says Tron Legacy is still a pretty fantastic follow up to the first Tron I don't care what anybody says and I hope Jeff Bridges somehow shows up in this one too maybe he will I don't know what they're actually going to be doing or are they going to stir away from that story I don't know who knows but the fact of the matter is is whoever decided to put a 3 in the title you're fired You're fucking fired You're fired Ugh. They're going to get rid of that because people are not digging that. They're not digging that. And Jillian Anderson, you know, Scully, X-Files, she, she's going to be in it. They just announced that today. She got cast in it. So, hey, get some Jillian Anderson. I don't mind that. I like Jillian Anderson, but yeah, get rid of the three in there. It doesn't even make sense. Okay, because usually when the dumb studios turn a letter into a three, it's an E, okay? And you turn an O into an E, it doesn't work. Stop it. I know because you got the Tron font that's happening, you're like, oh, we're going to pull a fast one here. No, it didn't work. It doesn't work. Stop it. Ugh. Ugh. And then the, finally, before we get into the main topic, um, something else that doesn't work when it comes to movies. Having a dog-friendly uh, movie theater. No, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, I just saw this on my feed, and I immediately went, oh, my God, this is a fucking nightmare right here. But apparently, according to Georgie Health right here, I don't know if he was trolling or just making fun of the whole thing. Again, I don't, I don't really follow the guy, but maybe maybe he was just trolling. But it's when I saw this, I went, "Holy shit!" Dog-friendly cinema screenings are the way to spend a rainy Sunday, huh? Can you imagine the smell? Can you imagine the noise? Dogs, I can. I any any dog that I've ever had, I when there's a dog on the TV screen. I can't get that fucking dog to actually look at the screen. I know some people have, and I've seen videos where dogs are very well aware of a TV screen and react to it, but my God, can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? Dogs fighting with each other and everything like that? Ugh, my God. And then you're just like, I gotta go to the bathroom, or I'm gonna go get some popcorn. Squish, oh, God damn it. Look what happened right there. Dog-friendly movie theaters? Okay. I mean, it's bad enough that people are bringing dogs on airplanes. My God. I can't fly without him. He can't fly without me. I didn't know a dog needed to fly. Oh, man. A dog needs to go to a movie? What? Ugh. What is happening with society now, guys? What is happening? Ugh. It's bad enough that people are in the movie theaters. Now I got to deal with dogs? No. Ugh. Anyways, I had a rant about that a little bit when I saw that. I was like, Jesus Christ. Holy Lord. Holy Lord. Anyways. All right, let's get to the main topics here. James Gunn. All right. The first thing that everybody was talking about today was what, uh, what, what's happening here? We're gonna still get a second, a second, a second Superman movie that is still happening because <laughs> did you guys forget that uh, there's supposed to be a black Superman that supposedly supposed to be still Clark Kent, supposed to be in Elseworlds now, produced by J.J. Abrams, and I can't remember the guy who uh, who is supposed to be writing this thing. Um, and I know there was some controversy when it came to him and I apologize for not having that name right there. I'm sure somebody in the chat is going to let me know who that is, who is actually writing this. But, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of like going like what? Okay. So this is still happening because apparently according to James Gunn, when he was asked, is the Abrams Superman elseworld project still in development? James Gunn said Yes. That's what I think about this. Huh? Why? Why is that still a thing? Oh, let me guess. I know why. I think I know why, guys. I think I know why. If you were to say that it's not, the backlash. The backlash. That's probably why. Let's face it, guys. Warner Brothers Discovery needs to keep a good image right now, okay? There are a studio that is desperate for anybody to help them fund their projects and all this kind of stuff because of poor management for the last, what, like 20-something years, it seems like. Maybe the last 15, at least the last decade, for sure. They've lost a lot of money, and they need help when it comes to all this. So if they were going to actually cancel the black Superman story that project they're worried about that backlash even though most people most people did not care for that we're all about the Val zod Superman Elseworld story that supposedly maybe Michael Michael B Jordan was supposed to be developing everybody was like all about that because it wasn't like oh they're not race bending Clark Kent but apparently when it came to this superman story that that we were supposed to get, that was actually going to be like, oh, yeah, they were just going to make Clark Kent black. They were going to race bend. And a lot of people were like, no, we're not all about that. So what is happening with this? I think it's just an image thing. They don't want to do it because there's no way. There's no way. We're going to be talking about two Batman, Batman. There's Batman, I guess you could say, that are going to be in. There's gonna be movies. There's gonna be The Batman Part 2, and then of course Batman Brave and the Bold. They already have two Batmen having two Supermen, where the fuck is that money coming from? I mean, I know you guys just got Tom Cruise and you got that Scientology money. But still, Warner Brothers is so much in debt and everything like that. There's no way. There's no way. And nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. And I even ran a poll. I ran some polls because I do that. And let's see some of the results when it comes to these polls. I ran it on YouTube and, of course, I ran it on Twitter. And, you know, I think you guys can guess the outcomes of these polls right here. So, first off. Yeah. Come on, Stream Deck. What are you doing to me? Go back. Go back. Ah, yeah. Hold on a sec. Sorry. My stream deck. Ever since I like uh, had to upgrade it, upgraded, just not not doing so good. All right, here we go. So here we got the uh, Twitter poll right here. Eighty one point nine percent says no when it comes to this JJ Abrams Superman film, and then even right here when it comes to YouTube. So we got, like, you know, 199 votes, and then, of course, we have 204. We got 86% says no, 14% says yes. Nobody wants—oh, shit, still had that drop-up right there. Hold on. Let me fix that right there. Yeah, this thing's still messing up on me. There we go. Turn that off. All right, so, yeah, nobody wants this. Nobody actually still wants this, and I don't know why, but I think it's just an image thing. I think right now when it comes to James Gunn and and him— Trying his best to keep the image around because, like I said, there'll probably be some backlash because it's like, how dare you cancel the black Superman kind of thing? I don't want to get into all the politics of all that and everything and say, like, you know, woke and all that stuff. But I think that's kind of what's happening, right? Because it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense of why you even have that unless it is the Michael B. Jordan Valzad Superman. If it's a Valzad Superman and that's completely the Elseworlds, sure, that makes sense. If you have somebody like Michael B. Jordan attached to something like that and doing the Valzad Superman, 100%, go for it. But from what we heard, this was supposed to be, you know, not that, which is dumb. And maybe, maybe this project has turned to that. Maybe that's happened. And if that has happened, Thank God. And then I'm going 100%. Yes, let's do that. Do that. Perfectly. Okay. And then of course you have fans out there, you know, specifically like the fans of Snyderverse and Henry Cavill going like, well, why didn't they just, if they were going to do something like this, why couldn't they just have Cavill do his own thing in an else worlds? And it's like, well, yeah, understandable. But this thing has been in development for like, four years five I don't know how long because J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot they got this deal to come over the Warner Brothers for half a billion dollars and they haven't done shit yet but they announced this whole Superman Elseworlds thing and this random Superman which I think was supposed to gonna was at one point going to be like the canon of the new universe or whatever the hell but now it's not going to be I don't know it's such a freaking mess it just, I mean, if you're confused, I'm confused. I'm, we're all confused on what the hell with the regimes that have happened. I mean, I, I don't even know. It doesn't even make sense. But I think when it when it comes to at least the response from James Gunn right here, I think it's like I'm not gonna, you know, DC Studios, Warner Brothers, Discovery, are like don't respond with no. We're not. I, I don't see this coming ever seeing the light of day. It's not going to go into actual production. But then again, if it's Val Zod, go ahead and do it. And yes, again, when it comes to people that are like, well, why couldn't they just do a Henry Cavill version of this? Because it's like, well, Henry Cavill was never supposed to be like an Elseworlds. That was always supposed to be. He was the main Superman, and he has a whole universe within him. And they don't want to like, when it comes to these DC Elseworlds, like the Batman and Joker, those are very much small contained universes, right there. Let's face it: if they were to bring Cavill into that Elseworlds universe, there's a big universe right there. As much as we'd all love to see that, for sure, but definitely wasn't gonna happen. So I don't know what's going on with that. What's going on with that? And uh, all right. So then, of course, we have some more things when it comes to when it comes to the uh, the Superman uh, Superman legacy. Production That's happening right here. Somebody actually, well, James Gunn actually talked about casting. Uh, then a casting director, well, he was talking about like, you know, casting directors and then, of course, casting basically the characters in his movie. He says sometimes hundreds, there's sometimes hundreds of people that they're looking at for the big roles like Star-Lord or Superman and Lois or for difficult to cast roles like Ratcatcher 2 or Mr. Terrific and Eve uh task maker, you know obviously when it comes to like these smaller roles sometimes a casting director will filter through those and only show the director the best ones other times they'll show them all these could go through many stages audition tape audition in person for the director screen test the casting director sets up all of that so basically answering how everything's going when it comes to the casting direction uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But he actually posted this right here. Look at that. It's cold. So for people that think that everything about Superman Legacy is going to be shot on a studio, in a studio with green screen and all this stuff, well, apparently, I mean, get that out of your head because there are going to be certain levels of, you know, great, hopefully great cinematography when it comes to actual Locations when it comes to su- shooting Superman Legacy. And, of course, naturally, people are thinking this is for the Fortress of Solitude right here. But, yeah, something else that James Gunn posted right there that got people excited. And then, apparently, this right here, and, of course, this image right here is provided by DCU Updates. And, you know, I, I suggest following them because they do a very good job when it comes to Talking about all this and capturing screenshots and all this stuff like that. But according to Central Casting in Georgia, a new casting for Genesis, which is actually Superman Legacy, casting a principal role for a Warner Brothers feature film looking for boys ages two to three years old and six to seven years old who appear Caucasian with dark brown black hair to work on a principal role in a feature film filming will take place in Atlanta, Georgia, May, June 24th, and blah, blah, blah. Now, what's interesting about that is James Gunn has mentioned that there is no young Clark Kent before. But maybe he was, well, maybe he just fluffed that because, let's face it, you know, James Gunn, sometimes he hasn't been consistent when it comes to talking about things when it comes to this universe or his movies. So maybe there is going to be a, uh, a young Clark Kent flashback or maybe it was added. Maybe at first he was like, "Nah, we're not going to flash back to anything. Young Clark Kent. But then maybe we are. And I don't know, maybe this has to do with something else. And then some people are actually going like, wait, they're shooting in Atlanta. It's like, yeah, guys, they're shooting in Atlanta. I think James Gunn and his connections to Marvel Studios is actually helping this movie yeah (laughs) would i would not would not be surprised i'm just saying i would not be surprised if we don't find out that some of the studios or where they've shot some of superman legacy little help from marvel studios would not be surprised okay so if we find that out later hey you heard it here first I, you know, I I won't, I won't be one of those people like I told you so. I won't say that, but I'm just saying from what I heard. Yeah, there might be a little bit of help if they're shooting at Atlanta. And, they're, you know, we know that Marvel Studios, hey, they have a base camp in Atlanta. I mean, I would not be surprised the fact that. You know, James Gunn using his Marvel Studios poll to maybe there was like a negotiation that happened where they're actually going to be shooting and, and Marvel Studios might have a little bit of a credit when it comes to Superman Legacy. Might happen there, guys. You might see that. You might see that. So, all right. Um, oh, man, there's one thing I, I did forget to talk about when it came to tweets. But, yeah, uh, eh, we'll be all right. Now, when it comes to the Superman costume the Superman legacy costume, which we're all anxiously waiting to hear details about or see, especially, and we're all wondering when we're gonna see it. And somebody did ask him on threads on, you know, when it came to screen tests and costume tests. Here's a screenshot right here. Did David do a wardrobe test in a different Superman costume like Henry did? Yes, everyone who screen tested Was screen tested in the previous suit, although David had a hard time fitting as he's so tall. We got to remember that he's like four or five inches taller than Cavill. And most likely he did test in Cavill's Superman Man of Steel, or maybe it was the BBS one. Who knows? But yes, he probably did test in that costume, but it probably did not fit correctly. Probably did not fit correctly because the dude is very tall. Just like Cavill. Remember, we saw those awful screen tests, costume tests when it came to Cavill. We saw that when he was in the Christopher Reeve costume. It did not look good. It did not look good. That's just the way it is. We've seen that with Bale, with the Val Kilmer cal and everything. So we've seen that before. So most likely he did that. But we have somebody who claims to have heard about details when it comes to the Superman legacy costume. And I'm going to pull up the tweet right here. Let me find it. Oh, Oh, where is it at? Oh, man, I got too many tabs open. Hold on. Did I not bring that up? I know I... Uh, no. Oh, shit. Maybe I didn't. Oops. Hold on a sec. I know I have it here somewhere. Give me a second here, guys. Oh, man. Oh, maybe I didn't. What? I know I did. I know I freaking had it. Where is it at? Keep going. Nope. Oh, no, I guess I didn't have it. Hold on a sec. Got all these tabs and didn't bring up. Oh, oh, fail, Film Junkie. All right, here we go. I know I have it saved somewhere right here. Crap. Hold on a sec. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Where was it? There it is right there. Okay, I found it. Don't worry. Okay, so here we go right here. Sorry, sorry about that. I thought I already had the tab open, but apparently I did not. All right, here we go. So we got Dan Marcus. Not that this matters at all. Really? But I heard from a friend who is working on Legacy that the Superman suit is not going to be what we're expecting and is very curious for how fans are going to react. That, take that for what you will. Let's yeah and he also followed it up right here by saying i can't elaborate but as vague as this sounds i have a, a good feeling gun is going to deliver something really special whoa whoa what i mean when it comes to my thumbnail of this stream you know that's just something that came off of reddit it's like a different kind of s you know it's like and you kind of wonder like what the s is gonna you know what the s is gonna look like What the S, what the S, what the F is the S going to look like? I think that's what we're all wondering here. And then, you know, I mean, who knows? It just seems like, you know, some people are just kind of wondering, is it going to look like a Flesher type? I really hope so. I'm like, all right, yeah, we've had the yellow behind the S, the emblem for so long. Put the black behind the S. Make it black behind the S, like the Flesher type of Superman costume. Do that. Let's not go too crazy. I know some I, I got a response. I think it was from RJ that said like, oh, what if they do the T-shirt and jeans? No, don't do that. But I'm just like, that's the thing. It's like and then, of course, people are like the trunks or no trunks. That's always going to be a thing. But I'm just like, all right, just modernize what we have here. And I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But the fact that he said that, the fact that he said that, no matter Yeah, I just like how he said it's not that it matters at all. But, yeah, the suit is not going to be what people are expecting. And then some people might be like, remember that that, that one time in the comic books where they made the suit like, you know, it looked like he almost looked like live wire. You know, it's like it it was like black and, you know, he had like a silvery blue like ice kind of looking suit. They had that. No cape. And then, of course, there is the black suit with no cape. As well, wouldn't that be crazy if James Gunn said, fuck the cape. Who needs a cape? We don't need a cape. It's like, eh, well, but we need that cape porn. There's something about the cape flapping in the wind, man. I mean, Zack Snyder really, really created that cape porn that a lot of people like to utilize. It's like, oh, yeah, you got to keep the cape. got to keep the cape. But man, how are we feeling about that? Huh? How we feel? are you guys like nervous about what's going on? I don't know. How are we feeling about that? Ah, uh, just let me know. Let me know what you guys are feeling about that. I just I'm just saying I'm just saying it's going to be something there. it's going to be uh, what people are. It's going to it's not going to be it's not going to be. Yeah, that's what's so crazy about this. But then again, you have to take it with a grain of salt. You got to take this with a grain of salt because who knows what the hell this guy's talking about? What is he talking about? What exactly is he talking about when it comes to all this? What are the yeah, it makes me intrigued too. It I mean, I'm I'm with you on that, Ryan. I'm with you on that. It makes me intrigued. What about the S on the trade take on the Cape? We talked about that on a vodka stream like a couple of weeks ago. We talked about that. Like, what if there is an S on the on the Cape? It's gonna be all interesting. It's all interesting. All very interesting. Anyways. All right, so that's the main topic right there. Now, we move over to the Batman Part 2. That's right, guys. The Batman Part 2. What's happening with the Batman Part 2? Am I nervous? Yes. Do I think it's still coming out? Yes. But what's going on with the Batman Part 2 when it comes to everything that's been happening? You know, it's it's it sucks. When it comes to all the regime changes and everything, when it comes to Warner Brothers, and specifically when it comes to the regime changes, because with all that and them trying to do whatever when it comes to their main universe, they had Matt Reeves come in and do his own thing, and guess what worked? That. The Batman worked. The Batman made Warner Brothers money. People went out there. Not everybody liked it, but most people did, and people flocked out to the movie theater and saw a fresh take of Batman. And naturally, people wanted more. Okay, and then, of course, the regime changes and naturally they have to be like, well, we're going to create a a new DCU, but we're going to have an Elseworlds category and that's where the Batman fits. That's where the Batman fits. But Warner Brothers still has trouble with when it comes to at least, uh, you know, getting rid of that debt. So now you're going to be like, all right, you know, especially with what I talked about previously with two Superman films. Now you're going to have two Batman films as well, because you have to have one that fits in the universe. And then you're going to keep Matt Reeves over here by himself. And it's kind of interesting too, because both of both James Gunn and Matt Reeves have debunked anything of, you know, a crossover happening, but who knows, who knows it's Hollywood. It's again, you gotta keep, you got to keep positivity out there you just never know there might be some fluffing that's happening okay you might you know matt reese and james gunn might have fluffed some things because you cannot tell me that there. and i've said this before you cannot tell me that there it wasn't on the table like there wasn't meetings about bringing robert pattinson into the dcu so then they just have one batman but of course naturally it's like that's probably not going to work just because of the universe that Matt Reeves created. doesn't seem like it can fit, and I think us as fans don't want to see that. I know I don't. I really don't. But we've now, what, it came out in 2022, March, and here we are in 2024, almost two hours, two hours later, two months later, two months, geez, learn your times, Dave, two years later, and we have yet to hear anything about when this script is going to be ready what's going to be happening with it now naturally there's the writer strike that had an effect sure but when you have jeffrey wright being asked about the batman 2 script and he hasn't even heard anything robert pattinson hasn't heard anything you get a little nervous you get a little nervous and then i kind of wonder like all right well what's happening here and it just kind of makes you a little bit nervous I'm hoping, and I've said this before as well, is that Matt Reeves has been writing not one script, but two scripts. And they actually film Batman 2 and 3 back to back or at the same time. That's what I'm hoping for. Obviously, that would probably cut expenses, you know, that would cut the the budget and everything like that. Probably be a smart way to do it. I'm really hoping that that is the reason why, that he's not just writing one script, but two scripts. And maybe some spinoffs and, and whatever the hell as well. Maybe the dude is just taking his time and cooking. That's what I can only hope for. But yes, I am a little nervous. And from what I've been told is that some of the people involved, like your actors, like your main actors, like Robert Pattinson and Jeffrey Wright, they're getting a little nervous too and a little anxious. So hopefully it does happen. But yes, Jeffrey Wright did say that. And then, of course, a lot of people were naturally going like, "Well, maybe James Gunn is actually crushing this." And you know, I mean, I when it comes to these two separate universes, it's like, yeah, James Gunn probably just he doesn't. He's like, ah, oh, man, we got this other separate Batman, but I have to have a Batman. This kind of sucks. Matt Reeves probably feeling the same way. Like, ah, oh, yeah, you guys want to create this universe? I don't want to create the universe. It's such a rock and a hard play situation because. With all the regime changes, the Batman worked. That worked very well. It worked. It made money. It made one money from Warner Brothers. And then he got this new regime coming in, and they want to do something different. And it's all just a, a little bit of a shit show. But what's kind of funny too is what I've seen on Twitter online is the fact of the matter is, it's like you know, you know that that lovely loud side of the the, the Snyder fandom that of course hates everything that is not Zack Snyder DC. They I've actually seen tweets where they go, where they, they, they are, they are desperately hoping they are so hoping that James Gunn gets rid of Matt Reeves, Batman, because then they're like, Oh man, we're going to join forces with the Batman fandom. We're just to take on like, and, and, and a bitch about James Gunn. Like I've seen these tweets, like these, these certain fans who are only fans of one specific kind of Batman Trash. they've trashed the Batman. They've tra- trashed Matt Reeves' Batman for two years. But now they're like, you know what? If James Gunn... If James Gunn gets rid of Matt Reeves' Batman, we're gonna join forces with the Batman fans, and we're gonna bitch about it online. We're gonna pound our keyboards really hard, because that's all they're doing! I mean, they make it sound... It's funny when I see these tweets, I'm like, these are grown adults? They make it sound like there's an actual war happening? Like, Now it's like, because they hate James Gunn so much that they're going to join forces to another, to a different Batman fandom that they were talking shit about for two years. And now they're like, we're going to join forces and take on James Gunn. Seriously, log off. You got to log off. It's cape shit. It's not real life. Fictional characters like Ben Affleck said in Jay and Bob*. Guys, seriously, I've seen the tweets. And I'm, I, you know, and I'm kind of going like, maybe they're not serious and maybe they aren't. But I think some of them are. It's like, oh, boy, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. But, you know, that's just the way it is. Fandom, you got to love fandom, right? We take this shit way too seriously. And, I, and I'm willing to bet, too, that some of these some of these guys that that tweet like this and talk like this, You know, the real life people, the real life relationships and jobs and everything like that have no idea. They have no idea what's happening online with them because it's like a whole other persona, like a whole other persona. It's crazy. Absolutely nuts. All right. Come on. There we go. Let's talk about some box office. I mean, yeah, all I'm saying, guys, is just like what you like. But my God. It's not a war. It really isn't a war. Anyways, let's talk about some box office. Now, the box office this weekend didn't really have anything. It's January. I mean, naturally, there's not going to be much that's going to be coming out there. I mean, there was that ISS movie that came out. But I think we all knew that that wasn't really going anywhere. I didn't even see any... TV spots or nothing. Again in January, sometimes they just put these movies in in there too. So, when it, when it comes to the box office, here's what it looks like right here. It seems like Mean Girls even though like it, you know, I it didn't look that great to me, it seems like it is still making a splash cuz it was number 1 again. And it did make, uh, uh, you know, it makes made some money. And then, of course, it's at $66.2 million. And I do love the fact that David Ayers, the beekeeper, is still, you know, second place, $75.4 million. I'm wondering what the budget is in that. And I think, uh, you know, he did a great job with that and everything. And Wonka is still doing pretty well, too, when it comes to that, crossing crossing the half a billion dollar mark when it comes to worldwide. But the big thing the big thing guys was aquaman and the lost kingdom now i don't even see it where is it at right here aquaman in the lost kingdom is it even on this right here well i mean i will look at godzilla minus one almost at a hundred million dollars worldwide hopefully it does make that but i'm not even seeing aquaman right here uh scrolling 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 where are you at aquaman oh there it is okay so aquaman in the lost kingdom almost at 400 million dollars worldwide. 397.6. Okay. So let's type in Black Adam. What did Black Adam make? Oh, 393.4. The hierarchy changed yet again, guys. That's right. Aquaman passed Black Adam. And why? Again, China, China, they love Jason Momoa, apparently. Kind of makes you wonder, Black Adam released in China. How much would it have made? Would it have made, would it have crossed a half a billion dollars? Might have. I would not be surprised. But that's the reason why. It's because of China. Because China likes their Jason Momoa, and China is helping Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Not helping a lot, not helping as much as Warner Brothers would like, but it is kind of crazy that, yeah. I mean, it just seemed like, you know, when it came to the four DCEU movies that were coming out this year, it was like, is any one of them going to pass Black Adam? So everybody was making the jokes about the hierarchy, kind of like, you know, definitely did change because Black Adam was made more money. But here we go right here. Uh, we got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom past that. And now you can actually watch, you can actually digitally download Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I'm not sure when it's going to be showing up on Max, but I know you can actually digitally download the movie and actually uh, watch it right now. So, hey, do yourself a favor, watch it. Watch, like I said, the second act, in my opinion, the second act is the strongest when it comes to all of this because that seems like that's what actually what James Wan was going for. First act and the, the final act, not so much, so... Good luck with that. Good luck with that.
1: Christopher Reeve.
0: All right. So the children of Christopher Reeve. Obviously, we have a new documentary called Superman that was about their dad and uh, talking about Christopher Reeve and his whole career and everything that he's done. Because, you know, we always when it comes to Christopher Reeve, we're always going to recognize Christopher Reeve as The first Superman, the first live action Superman. That's what he's going to be best known for. But when it comes to his children, when it comes to this doc, they're going to be talking about more than that. Like, they don't even consider Superman being his most, his best role. And they're, they're absolutely correct, I think. When it comes to other movies that Christopher Reeve has been in, it's not his best role. It's, it's just one of the, it's just something that put him on the map. It put him on the map. And he even wanted to like really take the role somewhere. But, you know, sadly, when you when you have a studio involved, it's like you can't really do much more with that. But there was something that came out over the weekend that a lot of people were talking about. And it is kind of like, yikes, because you kind of go like, all right, did the children of Christopher Reeve, did they actually watch? Did they watch The Flash? Did they hear about The Flash? What do they do? And apparently they did not. They did not. And they weren't even like they didn't really even give their input when it came to that. I mean, I guess the approval actually happened and a lot of people were making it sound like the approval didn't happen. But of course, uh, the estate of Christopher Reeve, it did happen. But here it is right here. From Variety right here. Christopher Reeve's children never watched the Flash cameo, say he'd choose uh, Remains of the Day over Superman as the film uh, uh, that he's most proud of. So. Obviously, we have the children right here talking about this, and I must say, this dude, the uh, uh, his son right here, man, he looks like he could play Superman. Ashen I don't know about you guys, and I don't know about to... you guys, but he could play. He looks like he could play Superman. So, here's uh, some of the things they had to say right here. What are roles
1: of his that that you think are underappreciated that you would like. People to play? I'll speak to that. And in, in our hometown of Bedford, New York, just outside the city, um, the Will local there movie theater. Watch went this through right here I had that actually go ago. to the it was the theater that I used to go to the movies with my friends and with my parents and see whatever was on. And they have rebranded it into an art house cinema. And the person in charge of um, of that shift reached out to me and said, "Hey, will, if you're ever like in the area or if you want to be in the area, we would love to have you screen a film of your choice of your dad's, and like we'll invite people, and maybe you could say some words before and after the screening. And I responded, sure, but not Superman. We're gonna do Remains of the Day. Mm-hmm. He was so proud of his role in Remains of the Day. It's not a big role, it's an important role to the film, but it's not big, but he got to show a completely different side of himself. I think he shot at the year that I was born, or it came out the year I was born, 1992. And I knew how proud he was of that. Not that he wasn't proud of Superman, not that we're not proud of all the work that he did, But just. I knew as I thought about it, like, oh, if he were here, he would say, no, we're not doing Superman, we're going to do Remains of the Day. So that's, um, that's how I went. And actually, Jim Ivory, the writer of, and I think he also directed it, directed it, um, lived in the area and came just because he heard it was happening. And was like, I'd like to get on stage with you and talk about. So, yeah,
0: that's him just going like, yeah, not about Superman, but. When it comes to when they were asked about it, right here, and this is the uh, the paragraph right here. Reeves' children were asked about their thoughts on their father's appearance in the in last year's Warner Brothers. comic book tentpole, The Flash. The studio controversially used CGI to recreate his likeness for a cameo in which his iteration of Superman is spotted by Ezra Miller's Flash out in the multiverse. None of them watched The Flash, and they did not have involvement in that cameo. Nope. Is that like a yikes thing or do we understand? I don't know. It's such a weird thing. It's such a weird thing. Like When it, when it comes to all that, it's like it's such a weird thing. Because the way I look at it, it's like, okay, that obviously there had to be some kind of approval when it came to using his likeness from the Reeve estate. But then it kind of makes you wonder. It's like, all right, um, if they didn't care, or they didn't, whatever the hell. I don't know. It's always very, it's just a very strange thing to use somebody's likeness when it comes to all this. And I can understand that they didn't want to watch it. They've probably seen images. I would not be surprised in this day and age of like social media and everything. Somebody have probably sent them the images. they probably seen the images, but they've not watched the movie. And I, and I totally get that. And it's just kind of interesting because it just makes you wonder... When it comes to the decisions that were made with that whole multiverse concept of. All the different iterations of these characters, it's like, what were they actually, you know, and and as much as like I dug, like especially the Nicolas Cage one. But then you even heard Nicolas Cage talk about how, you know, the stuff that he did for the movie was not what showed up in the movie. I don't know. There's so many different things. There's just so many different things when it comes to the Flash. And it makes you wonder, like, what were they thinking when they decided to do all of that? And they were like, you know what? In order for the Flash movie to be made, we have to do this crazy multiverse thing and have to have these different versions of the characters and everything like I don't know. It's all weird because I didn't have a problem with it. But at the same time, I felt like the movie didn't need those As much as I loved the Nicolas Cage taking on the big giant spider that John Peters wanted, I just didn't. I was like, maybe the story didn't need that. And I was going, did this does does this even make sense? You know, and I've questioned that anytime I've seen that scene, because I do really enjoy the Flash movie. But not with. The whole multiverse cameos. Like I enjoy the movie entirely, but not just because there's like these crazy multiverse cameos that are digitally put in there. Like I get why they're there, but I almost go, "Mm, did did it really need to be there? Did it really need to be there? You know, it's interesting. That's what's interesting to me when it comes to all that. I'm sure they didn't mind like they didn't like when it, when it came to variety asking, the children, like, are like oh, did you like care for that? They didn't, like, shit on it. They just were like, eh, we really had no involvement, and we haven't seen it. Not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. But it just kind of makes you ask the question of, like, yeah, was that really needed in the Flash movie? And that's what I've been kind of, like, asking myself every time. I've watched it, like, four times. And, again, I enjoy the movie, but I just kind of go, like, the multiverse cameos. Did we really need those in there? I don't think we did. Honestly, I think they were cool. Like specifically the Nicolas Cage one. I thought that was the coolest one. But everybody else, I don't know if they if we actually really needed that. But anyways, there you go. That's my little spiel on that. Sorry, I you know drinking. I drank a lot of water before this, and I was like, all right. When I play the video, I'm gonna (laughs) head to the bathroom. So I disappeared for a minute there because I was doing my. I was doing my pee pee dance, man. I was like, ah, eh, I messed up. I didn't go to the bathroom before uh, before I started the stream. So, but now we're good. We're good. We're grand. We're great. So, all right, let's go to Twitter questions and see what you guys. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about something that uh, that I forgot to talk about when it came to the tweets. But we'll go to the Twitter questions first before we do that. All right, here we go. Twitter questions, Eric. So here's the thing. While I'm not particularly excited about the J.J. Abrams, mainly because of ta Nahashi Coates, that's his name. I couldn't remember his name. Writing it, I'm very eager to see someone ask Gunn about the Michael B. Jordan one next. What are the odds someone will and he'll answer? Hopefully he will. Plus, lest we forget, Gunn did say he talked with Cavill about the future, so maybe the idea... Of more else worlds beyond Batman and Joker does lead to endless possibilities. And I mean, we can only hope that maybe something will happen when it comes to Cavill in the future. Cooper Knox, do you think Zack Snyder should go ahead and make his own fountainhead just like how he made Rebel Moon out uh, that uh, Star Wars pitch? Well, we... Yeah, but I mean like Rebel Moon came about in the eighties. Even I mean it was inspired by Star Wars, and then he turned it into a Star Wars pitch. If you're gonna make Fountainhead, you gotta make it like the book. You gotta adapt the book. So I think he he probably wants to full on adapt the book. Darkness under the wind Dave, question number one. Could the only thing negative happen to the Batman part two is a delay since the last one did very well in uh, not an axe of his universe? <sniffs> yeah, but that's the thing. It's getting delayed so much. I mean, again, you know, come March, come we're, we're coming in a couple months and it's been two years, two years since the original movie come, comes out and we haven't even heard about a script. The script hasn't been released to the actors that's the thing i have to worry about now i'm all about matt reeves taking his time i just hope that the reason why he's taking his time is because he has a script for not just batman 2 but batman 3 and spinoffs question number two would you like to see the crime syndicate in the beginning of the second saga of the dcu and lex helps the league take them down and exchange is released from prison and gets involved with politics setting up the pre yeah not a bad not a bad story i mean that could be a cool s- storyline right there probably won't happen but you know not too shabby mr nobody hey dave i'd like to see an elseworld superman film with jj abrams michael b jordan and cal zod i think uh, val zod not cal zod but uh yeah i think we all would like to see that i don't think Gunn will have multiple supermen batman etc but Make an exception for B-level uh, characters. I do like the, the new Superman suit, but looks too futuristic. Need to full look at... Okay, you saw the new Superman suit? What? I'm just kidding. But I see what you're saying. Hey, Dave, did you hear about the news about DC characters in uh, public domain? Can you tell me what that means? Do you have a favorite scene? Well, yeah, I did a whole video last week talking about that article that came out. When it came to that. And we talked about on the vodka stream as well, um, where it's just like, yeah, you know, I mean, that's going to happen. It's going to be a public domain. Nothing. Nobody has to worry about it. James Gunn's not worried about it. But I think Warner Brothers was like, you know, that's why one of the reasons why they were like, hey, man, announce your new DCU before that all happens. So. Uh, favorite scene from Avatar 2 for me, it's the final, yeah, the final battle was pretty good on the, on the, on the, on the, 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 the ship boat thing, whatever the hell, yeah, that was good with, everything looked good, and what day the trailer, from? I don't know when the John Wick, uh, ballerina trailer comes out, but I'm looking forward to that for sure, what does that say, okay, just making sure, Kenny, all right, Kenneth, for Superman, I'm all for having the S on the back of the of his cape in both comic books and different types of Superman media. We sadly have not had that in recent Superman live actions. You're absolutely correct. Hopefully that changes in Superman Legacy. Yeah, yeah, we, we talked about that on the Vox stream not too long ago. But you know, when it comes to the the S on the the back of the um the cape i mean i think maybe sometimes it felt like it was a little too much like it was a little too much branding mainly i mean when it came to superman returns they didn't have it on there but they had the s on the belt the the makeshift belt which i don't think they should put the s down there on the belt and then of course when it came to cavil superman didn't have that either and yeah i think like Maybe it can be a little bit too much because it's like, oh, yeah, it's like it's like Superman's branding, you know, or whatever the hell. But if they can make it work, they can make it work. If they don't, they don't. I'm like one of those when it comes to the S on the on the on the cape, it really doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't matter to me. Like, it, you know, I am I, more concerned about the trunks or no trunks. You know, if they put the S on the back of the cape, I'm like, whatever. Trunks, I'm like, boom, put the trunks or at least make the trunks work. Make the trunks work well. But who knows if it's going to work well. Anyways, guys. All right. Oh, yeah. Before we get uh, before we uh, end here, I did want to talk about and I forgot to mention this in the tweets right here. New poster for Godzilla Kong. That's right. And the whatever the hell empire. There it is right there. This came out last night, and it's just like, all right, there it is. That looks like a UFC poster, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. And what's on display big time is that King Kong has a crazy gauntlet that's happening right there. So, wow, there we go, guys. How are we feeling about this poster right here? It's not that great, sure, but at the same time, you know what? There's nothing that wrong with it. We got, we got a masterpiece earlier this year that was Godzilla minus one. It's a fucking masterpiece. It is. It was Godzilla back to the roots. It was a filmmaker that was like, I'm going to bring it back to the roots, but also modernize it. And he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. We can have that and everybody's enjoying it. And it just keeps on making the money that it should. And God knows like, what's going to happen with sequels. But we can have both. We can have the ridiculousness that we saw in that poster. <laughs> with King Kong, with a gauntlet, with something. That's going to be interesting how they explain that. We can have both. We can have both King Kong and Godzilla running towards, I guess, you know, the big baddie that we see his eyes in this poster. We can have both. We can have both. But my God, when you see that, especially since I've been watching a lot of crazy B-roll movies, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the B-roll Godzilla and Kong. Somebody needs to come in from Japan to make a King Kong movie to make a masterpiece like Minus One. (laughs) Maybe that'll happen, but we can have both. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, whoa, buddy. But but then at the same time, it's like, why is he wearing that gauntlet thing? Who put that on him? I guess we're going to find out. It's going to be some kind of human character thing or whatever. I don't know. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and wrap up this stream. Appreciate you guys uh, spending some time with me. Always fun. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit that like thumbs up. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. Share the stream. Good. I did actually stream on Twitter for the first time. I think that worked. I don't know. I don't know if it worked, but I know I was like, all right, I'm going to try doing that this time. So if you watched on Twitter, thank you. Retweet it or repost it, whatever the hell Elon has when it comes to all that. But yeah, follow me on all the sock meds around me. If you want to support the channel, become a member. We'll have a members-only stream Wednesday. Unless craziness happens, I'm I've been toying with bringing back just a regular Film Junkie live on Wednesday. It might happen. Who knows? But uh, as of right now, we'll keep it members-only. But uh, you know, like I said, if crazy news happens, I will. Go back to the normal stuff. But uh, so, members, I'll see you then. If you want to support the Patreon, like I said, I'm trying to do some more stuff and some early access stuff on the Patreon. So, go ahead and do all that. And uh, that's about it, guys. Love ya. And I will talk to you later.